Abba Yahweh, thank you for this time, this time of sharing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for rousing me, bringing me out here and to do this thing. And also for the word that I share to bring my eyes open and focus on bearing it, Father, in this import to share with my brothers and sisters. So, brothers and sisters, I was getting ready to retire for the evening. And I was down there and was grabbed onto by the Holy Spirit and brought out here. And so much of this was in the reading that I had done uh, part and parcel before. And then the Spirit took me a different direction. And this is an important direction that we're going because uh, it's something that needs to be shared and something that's vitally important, especially with things that are in the in the days that are here and coming um, still. So we are facing a great enemy and the devil and his minions. Um, he is the great deceiver. He is the great divider and the destroyer. And as a true Christian, we know that God is our victory. But I've also shared with you before that we must be prepared because the closer that we walk to God, the more intense uh, Satan's attacks, the more intense his uh, his little minions will come, and that that's a promised thing. That's that's something that's not going to diminish the closer that we get to God. On the contrary, he's going to try harder to knock us off our path of righteousness and get us to stumble and fall and in that. But as I've shared with you before, too, brothers and sisters, that we immediately get up, dust off, press forward, and continue. And uh, I'm going to share with you, too, I've also shared this with you before, that anybody that is actually really reading the Word of God, and I've actually had some in a Bible study before, <laughs> they tried to uh, diminish this and... and uh, I've also shared with you before, brothers and sisters, I don't care if there are those that become offended by certain things that I say. If you don't have your spiritual ears open and you don't have your eyes, then you know what? You need to get in the Word and you need to listen and you need to pray because what I speak is truth, period. Nothing else. And if you're going through the Bible and picking and choosing what you want to read or what you're comfortable in or what makes you happy to read, and you don't want to hear the entire Word of God, because the Word of God tells us that we are in a spiritual battle and that the enemy is real, the devil is real, and that we need to be aware of that and stay aware of that and especially we have in the book of Ephesians, it tells us that we are in a spiritual battle. And we're going to go into Ephesians 6, and we're going to look at some verses here, 6 and 9. I'm going to pull this down here where I can see a little better. I've got my secretaries on my face to help me. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Now, why would God put that in the Bible if it weren't so and that we're not supposed to be aware of this and that it isn't part of it and that we just look at the rose-colored tint through the glasses that we want to put on? Don't pick and choose stuff out of the Bible that what suits your fancy. Okay, that's not appropriate and it's contrary to biblical teaching. So don't do that. Stay true to the word. Stay in the entire word of the gospel. That book of Ephesians, Paul wrote to the letter, uh, that letter to the church in Ephesus because they were having dealings. And he's reminding them. And why would God tell us, not only in this portion through Paul's writing to that church, but why would he remind us not only in Joshua 1.9, but he also in Isaiah reminded us not to be afraid, not to be dismayed, not to be discouraged, but he is with us wherever we go. Okay, here's the other thing, too, as a military person, I'm going to tell you this about that. Any person that goes into a battle and is not aware of what the enemy brings to bear, strategies and stratagems and tactics that are used, and goes into battle blindly, is a fool. If you're offended by that, well, that's unfortunate. Get in the Bible. Go to the book of Proverbs. It'll tell you the same thing. Don't close your eyes and don't close your ears to the spirit that tells you that these things are real. The devil used, this is one of the devil's strategies, okay? Indifference. Get you to believe that he's not real, demons aren't real, miracles don't happen anymore, and God doesn't speak to us anymore, that we have to listen to certain pastors and we have to listen to those that are given that, okay? This is one of the strategies Satan uses. And any military general that goes into battle that does not know what the strategies are and the tactics that have been used in other battles, and the Bible has them in there for us, brothers and sisters, if you go on into this battle and you're not aware of that or you choose to ignore it, then you're a fool. And yes, I'll say it, you're a fool. And if you're offended, then simply turn off the podcast and don't listen anymore. But I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to speak the power of the truth of the word of God. Period. This is not for me. This is a truth. And the spirit roused me out of my bed and brought me out here for a purpose. And this is an important purpose because the things are coming, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you. Now, the same person that said that they didn't want to hear that said we need to focus on God and not, you know, not think about the devil or focus on him because that gives him glory. No, it's not glorifying the devil. That's making people aware that he's real and that his minions serve him and that he has people on this earth that are walking in this broken place, the same place that we do, that are being manipulated by him, okay? Remember this, though, brothers and sisters, that people are not our enemies. It's the ideologies... And it's the powers that manipulate them that are the enemy. And that we have him that dwells in us, that we should have in us, that is greater than he that is in the world. That's our focus. That's what we do need to focus on. Stay in the word of God. But don't ignore what the devil's capabilities are and don't ignore him. He's real. And his minions are too. They are out there. Focus on our Lord God, who is sovereign. That's true. Focus on him. Don't be fearful. Remember, I've shared this with you before. To be afraid is okay because you're unsure. But the surety is in the power and strength of our Lord God, who is sovereign, and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who came and sacrificed so that his blood will wash us and cleanse us and gives us the opportunity to spend eternity with both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and our loved ones that have gone on before. So the people are not the enemies, brothers and sisters. It's the ideologies and the enemy and those minions that work in that netherworld that we don't see and pay attention to. Brothers and sisters, I promise you this. I was given a glimpse of that for whatever reason that was, maybe to make this a more powerful word for me. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. That part has not been clarified. But there was a reason. I know that, that I have that faith. But brothers and sisters, trust me in this. 
If we were able to see that going on around us all the time and seeing these things, they are not pleasant. And they are not beautiful. It is a dark place. They live in darkness. They dwell in darkness. And that's where they move and where they want to draw believers into. Okay? They're real. And they're there. And his tactics are real. We're told that we're in a spiritual warfare. The enemy is real. And the warfare is real. And his one of his strategies is the indifference that he puts into people, and that's even members of the brethren, the bodies. Okay? Even they are becoming indifferent. They are not willing to accept the fact that these demons are real and that they roam around this world. And you remember that there are several scriptures in here where Jesus himself tells us, Paul writes it, Peter writes it, they, they are like wolves and lions seeking whom they may devour. Okay? And that's an analogy. It's not that they're going to come in here and rip your face off and eat you like in Hollywood, okay? They're not, they're not zombies and they're not Hollywood. This is real. The reality is that the devouring that they're doing is they're taking that spirit of strength that God has put us in, okay? He's given us the, the power over them. We have that authority. Jesus Christ gave us that authority. You have the authority over the serpents and scorpions. That's Bible speak for the demons. We have been given that authority. So be strong in that, brothers and sisters. Don't be fearful. Remember, fear is okay. That's just being unsure. But hang on to the hand of our powerful Lord God Almighty. Call on Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for strength and guidance through this tumult and hang on for the ride. Go forward. Walk forward. Do not let fear drive your reaction. That's being fearful. If you allow that to drive your reactions and and your uh, what next actions or steps you'll take, that's being fearful. There's a difference. Being afraid is okay. Being fearful is not okay. So, brothers and sisters, we have to choose to be in the knowledge of the reality of this. Don't be indifferent. Don't be blind to these things. We have to be aware of them. Don't focus on them. Don't focus on the devil. Focus on God. That's true. But we have to be smart in strategy. Okay? Any good general, any good warrior, any good military person who's been on a field of battle, been in field in combat before, knows that you must know the movement of the enemy, which they tried to get from us all the time. I had I had some friends that were taken prisoner in some places, and they were questioned, and of course they did the standard, you know. Sergeant, staff sergeant, private, so-and-so, 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 and and I don't know anything. And then, of course, they shared with me that the base commander would take out newspapers, the New York Times, L.A. Times, uh, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chronicle, and threw them on the table. And here are these blabbermouths up in in Washington, D.C. They're talking about all the stuff that this guy already had the answers for, and he just wanted a confirmation for it. So they were looking for information from us, about our troop movements and what was going on because that was going to make them able to move and manipulate and fight the battle and fight a good battle and and possibly be victorious. And our purpose is the same thing, that we were trying to find, you know, be aware of their movements and things that were going on. So whenever there were any prisoners taken or anything was found, we would always look for documentations and try to find that. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is our book of instructions, and it tells you how these things, it gives us information. You just have to have your spiritual ears open, your spiritual eyes open, lean in and listen to the Word of God. Okay? And uh, 
First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4.1. I'm going to take you over here. Sorry, brothers and sisters, I uh, missed my marker. Went a little, little past that. But I'm going to get us to it. But 1 Timothy 4.1 speaks to the fact that there will be those that are going to be drawn away. There will be those that are drawn. Uh, I'm going to get to this here. I apologize again. But in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and the princes and the doctrines of devils, I'm sorry, to the doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's in First Timothy. Now that's talking about that there will be those that are or were brothers and sisters and that they decided to believe what was being said and believe the false doctrines and the false teachings. That doesn't mean that they're lost. They can repent. They can say, God, I'm sorry, man. I lost my way. Abba, Yahweh, forgive me. I lost my way. They knocked me off the path and I walked that direction for a while. And guess what? God's going to put his arms around you and he's going to say, yes, my child, I do forgive you. I love you. Remember the parable of the prodigal son. Okay? Pay attention to that. Parabolic speech that Jesus Christ learned from God the Father. Because God spoke. If you go back to the Old Testament, you will see that God spoke in parabolic speech as well. But the, par- the, the prodigal son is talking about those that are lost and walk away from God. God was the father. And the one son was like, I'm tired. I'm, I, you know what? Just, just, give me, just give me what I, what's mine and I'm gone. Prodigal living is just means to go out and whoring, drinking, uh, orgies, staying up all night, gambling. That prodigal living just means blowing everything that you have for that type of lifestyle, and that's what he did. And then he ended up spending everything he had and living with the pigs, but he came back. And his father saw him from afar off, and he ran to him. Why did he run to him? Well, yeah, he was happy to see that his son wasn't dead. But here's the other thing, too, that you have to think about in their culture and their time. And as it works out here, we do the same thing. He didn't want the people of the house to see his son in the condition that he was in. He obviously saw that he didn't have his nice coat and raiment that he had given to him, that he looked pretty disheveled. And so he ran out to him and he met him. He put his cloak over him. And he brought him to the house so that he appeared to be clean and not looking like he had just crawled out of the the hog trough, which is exactly where he came from. Their culture would have, they would have just beat him into, into this. They would have actually beat him for doing what he did. And then it would have been all over the village and all over the town that he had done that. And would have been ostracized and would have been driven away. And his father didn't want that. And you know what, brothers and sisters? There are members of churches that do that. They get caught up in the wagging of the tongues. And this is where Satan infiltrates. This is another one of the enemy's strategies, to infiltrate the church. And yes, Satan goes to church and so do the demons. They're not like it is in Hollywood, like the vampires. They can't cross the threshold of a holy place in the church. And brothers and sisters, trust me in this. There's some churches out there that are not exactly the holiest. But yes, they can go in there. And there are members that are on that church membership role. But they carry those demons to church with them all the time. 
They're cultural or secular Christians. They're not even in the word. They don't pray at all. And they're just only going to be seen because that might be a political thing for them, a job, because maybe they're, they found out that their uh, senior executive is a member of that church. So they're going only to be seen there. They think it's going to get a brown. There are people that do that. Don't shake your heads. No, that's not true. It is true. Shake your head up and down. Yes, it's true. Yes, I saw that over there. Anyway, there are those that do that. And the devil infiltrates those churches and gets tongues wagging and gets gossip going and gets a rumor mill going on. So we have to be aware of that, okay? And we have to be on our guard and that full armor of God and that we can't be seduced by the demons and we can't be con- we can't allow them to convince us to go in those directions and not to be um, not to be indifferent to these things we have to be aware of them brothers and sisters and that's important the truth does matter and some people it doesn't matter and they don't want to listen to it because their spiritual ears are closed so in that portion there that timothy's talking about in that for one where their conscience is seared with a hot iron that's because they close their spiritual ears they don't want to hear the truth they don't want to hear the word of god anymore because they've heard enough of the false doctrine and they decided to go that direction and that's sad but they can repent. We can still pray for them. Remember, brothers and sisters, people are not our enemy. It is those princes and powers that roam the darkness, that seek to whom they may devour. Brothers and sisters, we've got to pray for them. The ideologies are atrocious and the egregious activities of some of these politicians, but they themselves, the people, still deserve our prayers. I pray for them. I pray for them. I do. I don't like their ideologies. I don't like the alphabet folks and all this stuff that they're trying to push that is all contrary to biblical teaching and the truth, the word of God. I hate it. It's an abomination to me. It's abhorrent as it is to my father. I am about my father's business and that business is to share this word, this truth, and to pray for those that they have that opportunity. That's why Jesus Christ came. And remember that. That is so important. The people are not our enemies. It's those that are manipulating them and using them. And the derisiveness, I, I told you that that's, he, the Satan is the, the, the deceiver, the divider, and the destroyer. Okay? He lies to people. Then he gets some, that derisiveness going, look, at, look around us at what's going on. You've got people that listen to some of these groups out there, and they actually went out, they just... Uh, was reading an article. A lot of this stuff I just delete and I don't pay attention to, but this one caught my eye. It's very sad that a young, a young man, yes, uh, I will use the term black, a young black man, and they arrested him. He went on a multi-state hunting spree, and his hunt was for anyone that looked like they might be military and looked white. Might not be white, but he was looking for them. That is manipulation of the enemy in such a terrible, terrible way. He needs our prayers. He needs our prayers, brothers and sisters. That young man needs our prayers and the strength. And he can repent of those terrible things that he's done. He can. It's possible. If he wholeheartedly believes, he can. And God will forgive and give him the ability to start walking the right way, following the teachings in the Bible. And that's the truth from the Word of God, period, exclamation point. The enemy is greatly on the move. And if we don't pay attention to the word of God and heed this word, then we are in some serious bad ways, brothers and sisters. 
And we need to also pay attention to the enemy's movements. Because he is real, and he's on the move. And there are places in this world that he is moving mightily. I mean, there's places here um, in this world that, I mean, satanic churches are cropping up. I'm seeing... I'm seeing symbols and things that are on showing up on walls that weren't there before. And they're, the enemy is on the move. And also be aware of this too, brothers and sisters, that the demons are aware of Scripture. You have to remember that a third of the angels were convinced by Satan to rebel. And they were cast out of heaven. You think that they don't know the Bible? You think that they're not teaching their minions and those that are following them and have chosen to follow them, that they're not teaching them? They use that. I've shared with you that gentleman that comes, uh, gentleman, that man, that person that comes, he doesn't doesn't come with me (laughs) very often anymore because I believe that the Holy Spirit's keeping him away from me and he knows better that I believe that those that have possession of him know he that lives within me and they know that he that lives in me is greater than them so they're not looking to come for scrapping and I I shared with you that that the one night he was looking for a scrap and he didn't get it because I just I called on the Holy Spirit to take take charge of that and that was not my battle the battle is going to be drawn to and the Lord will let, let us know. It will be known. So um, I'm going to share with you here that there are things that go on out here, brothers and sisters. If we look in the book of Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 9, and you can go through uh, 8 through 14, that it kind of describes some of these minions that are walking around out here. And if you saw some of these, the way they describe them here that were out there, that are real. Brothers and sisters, they're real, but they're not in the plane of existence that we can see them. And God protects us that way. Okay? He keeps us from seeing these things. But they're out there and they're real. And we have angels that are with us and protecting us all the time. But they are there, brothers and sisters. Um, we just have to be holding on to the promises of God. And we have to know, too, all the time, that he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And that is a fact. And I've shared with you already that, that we're not fighting against people and those things are out here in the physical realm, that that the battles that we have that are going on around us are in the spiritual and with those that are in darkness. And we just need to stay deeper in the Word of God. Don't pick and choose what you want to uh, believe on there, and that's not the leading of the Holy Spirit because I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit doesn't take us into teaching that way. The entire book, and I've shared some with you where coming from the Old Testament all the way through into the New Testament, vice versa and back, they connect. You can take a thread and draw or a line and draw right from one to the other. It's all connected. It's all relevant. It is all relevant and truth. Don't pick and choose what you decide is relevant to your cause. It's all relevant to our cause and our purpose, which is to share the gospel of God the Father, which is what Jesus came to do, share the gospel of God, Abba Yahweh, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that Jesus Christ came and was sacrificed for our lives. He sacrificed himself, gave his life for our lives so that we would not perish, but have everlasting life. The enemy deceives, he cheats, he attacks, he accuses, he's derisive, and he seeks to 
part us. That's, that's his, he, dis, he wants us to be apart from those. He wants to have us at odds with one another, which is going on with all this. Look around the world. He wants us to be pitted one against the other. I don't like the ideologies of the alphabet, folks. I think it's all, it's, it's all a lie. Come on, brothers and sisters. That's not factual stuff. The people love the people, not the ideologies. The people are not the enemy. I don't like their ideologies. It's an abomination to God. It's an abomination to me. But I pray for the people. Remember, there's a difference. Some people seem to think that they're synonymous. Well, if you are going to disagree with their ideology, then, then, then you're a bigot and a racist. No, that's not what that means. Not at all. And also, people that talk like that need to get into the dictionary and look up things that they start spewing before they start spewing. Because they're not synonymous. They need to know that. And that's not at all the truth. The, ideolo- the ideologies are the problem. The people deserve my prayers. And they will get those. And I'll love them. Because that's what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be divided. We're not supposed to uh, be pointing the finger and accusing this and that and the other thing like so many people do. There are those in the world that do that. And there are people in churches that do that. Oh my gosh. Breaks my heart. But brothers and sisters, that's the, that's the thing that Satan does. But we have to know that he's a great liar. Okay? Remember too that one of Satan's pseudonyms is fear. False evidence appearing real. And it gets us afraid. It gets us doubting. And that's okay. Don't be fearful and allow that fear to drive your reactions, to drive your actions, and to make you um, angry, aggressive. And I mean, that, that, that can happen. It does. I mean, it's interesting in, in the world of the wild critters and animals, animals will react in fear when they're pushed back into a corner. That's why they tell you don't corner an animal, don't corner any wild animal, even a little tiny critter like a mouse. I cornered one one time, and it's a good thing I had on that glove when I went to get because he was, he was all sorts of upset and mad. Biting and gnawing and squealing and screaming like, oh my gosh. But I mean, that's what animals do. They react aggressively when they become afraid or they become fearful. I just took them out and let them go. I wasn't going to hurt them. I didn't want to kill them. I just wanted to put them out where he should be and not where he wasn't supposed to be. But he didn't know that. He became afraid. He thought I was going to squish him or something. So he reacted. That's the way people are. We react out of fear and we're going to react aggressively because biologically we are in the animal kingdom, brothers and sisters, whether you want to believe that or not, we are. And we just need to not allow fearfulness to drive us. So I'm going to share another verse with you also too is that uh, we need to be aware always that as it is in Revelation uh, 12.9 talks about the great dragon, devil and he cast out and he walks around deceiving the whole world and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And that's what he does. He wanders around the world and he lies and he deceives. And brothers and sisters, be a good soldier in the army of God And be aware of the enemy. Don't have to focus on him. But be aware of him. Because he's real. And what he says is real. 
And he loves to be an agitator. Uh, Ephesians 4 and 27 is another good verse here. Let me flip to that, please. So we just have to keep in that one. And it says, neither give place to the devil. And what that means, brothers and sisters, is that we do not allow the enemy, the devil, to come in and establish a foothold, a stronghold, and a foundation. That we don't give place to him. We don't allow him to come in and put a brick down and start building things. We have to fight against that. We have to be aware of that and pray against that, brothers and sisters. And if it doesn't happen, it's and sometimes it's not intentional, but it just happens. And when it does, all we've got to do is ask Father to forgive us. That's all we got to do. We don't have to go into deep-heated panic and get all... Uh, excited about it and flustered about it, just ask forgiveness. Confess immediately of what was done and rebuke that evil and ask forgiveness and cleanse the heart from that thing that goes on. I mean, sometimes, you know, when things are going on, and I, I have to be honest with you, when I see some of the things that go on with these groups out here, and they become as aggressive, as aggressive as they are with people, I get a little bit angry, and then I start praying. I start praying because I know that that's what the devil wants me to do. He wants me to be angry. But this is what the, uh, this is what, how Satan works. He, he's a very, he's a very wily critter. And uh, one of his most subtle uh, interference is probably one of his most subtle is, is with the intervention which tends to drive Christians away from daily devotion and uh, he does this by getting your attention focused on other things so if you're more focused on your computer or you're more focused on uh, Facebook and, and the things that are going on out there and um, that's where your attention is and you're not spending any time in the Bible and the Word of God, that is the Prince of the Air. That's one of his other pseudonyms. I've shared that with you before, brothers and sisters. The Prince of the Air. The Prince of the Air. And how did all this stuff, how did, how did we get things on the computer and the cell phones and all that, Wi-Fi and bandwidth? Broadband travels through the air. Ah, interesting. Prince of the air. You don't think that he's capable of manipulating things? When I was first starting trying to get this thing set up, that's why I gave it to God and said, God, you make it happen. Boom, it's happened. So we have to just be aware of these things that the devil uses. He's also very subtle at some of these things to not be overtly creeping around so that we're hearing him knock over the cans and tables and the plates and all that thing because he doesn't want us to know that he's moving around us. He likes us to be so active in non-essential things that we're, uh, we're so caught up in that but they're not essential. They're not in the... Uh, we're not being in the righteous life. We're, we're being caught up in all those things that are, are uh, those good things to be done. But they're not essential. They're not, God's, they're not godly. They're not righteous. But it's, you know, it's a nice thing to do. Pray about it. See that you're being steered in the right direction. He likes us to be drawn into overspending, go into debt. I mean, he, he loves to get his minions to get us into this stuff. And these are things that he likes. This, this is intervention in our life, interfering with our personal affairs that drives us away from our daily devotion time. If we get caught up in all these things, and this is what he does. 
Pardon me. And brother and sister, we just have to be cautious to that thing. Okay? And it is an essential thing that we stay focused and yes, focus on those things of God and that we're not focused on those things that are going on around us as so many are. And if we go to uh, Proverbs 6, 27, this is talking about what I talked about, not giving place to the devil. But in Proverbs 6, 27, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Very simple question. No, it can't be done. So, if you allow Satan to come in and put his foothold in there, through this intervention, through this uh, interference in these things that he tries to do, you think you're not going to get burnt? Yeah, you will. So, he likes to get his minions to tempt us into overspending and get ourselves driven into debt. And then we start worrying and contemplating about how we're going to make it next. This is one of his tactics. Um, Also, that we work so much that we're not able to maintain anything and we're just so caught up in the working the long hours so that we maintain these uh, earthly, temporal lifestyles. But we're so tired all the time. It's not essential. It's not important. But to get us to think that, that it is. And so one of the other things he likes those demons and those little minions to work on us. It does get us discouraged from family time. So then we get aggravated with, uh, you know, I need time on my own. I need some alone time. I, I don't have time for the kids. I don't have time for this or that, except for the fact is that you do. But he likes you to get that in the head. Because when the home disintegrates and falls apart, Well, then there's no refuge from all that overworking you're doing. You don't have that anymore. So then what do you want to do? You want to run away from it. And I know where from I speak, brothers and sisters. I've shared this with you all before out there that pay attention to me and listen to this, is that I did that very thing. And if I had been the man of God that I was intended to, instead of listening to that and listening to mammon, if I'd been listening to God and had done what I was supposed to be do, my son's mother and I would still be together. My eldest son and I would still be together. I know that. I believe that in my heart of hearts. But I don't dwell on that. I don't stay bound by that. I don't stay sunk in that. I don't... Oh, woe is me, and I don't go in the bedroom and throw myself on the pillow and cry about it. But that's just something, matter of fact, period, I believe it to be true. But we're not, because there are consequences to everything that we do. And I have a very beautiful son and a granddaughter from my second son. But at any rate, we need to pay attention to these things. These these are the... Um, these are the, some of the subtle tactics that he uses. He likes to overstimulate our mind with television, computers, so that we don't have our spiritual ears are then blocked, clogged up, and we're not hearing God speak to us because we're so intent on everything else that's going on. Paul writes that we're not, need, look neither to the left nor to the right and be caught up in everything that goes on around us. Well, the devil knows that if we get distracted by all those things, that we're not going to pay attention to spiritual. So, get you caught up in the phone, get you caught up in the computer, and get you caught up in television. Or one of the other things she likes to do subtly too is get everything cluttered up on the coffee table or the nightstand by the bed, magazines and books and all that other stuff, so that you don't have your devotional time that, that used to be in the Bible or the Word, 
um, now you're getting caught up reading these trivial, unimportant magazines. They might have some interesting articles in them once in a while. But don't clutter everything up around there. Your Bible should be the utmost and paramount. So much junk on the table. And then there's also uh, what they like, what the minions he wants them to do is to, to get us all cluttered up with all these sweepstakes and all the stuff that he draws our temptation to that so that we're looking at getting caught up in these uh, get-rich-quick schemes that come in the mail and the sweepstakes and get caught up in all that stuff. <coughs> Pardon me. So that we... Uh, chase the material things, that we're chasing the temporal things and not the spiritual. And it happens. Come on, brother and sister, look around. Tell me you don't get all that junk mail in your mail. I get a lot of it here and stuff that I never would have imagined doing at all. And didn't. some of it I, I never subscribed to or anything, but yet I'm getting it in the mail. Where does it come from? I don't know, but it goes right in the garbage can. A lot of it goes in my shredder. So, uh, some of the other things that uh, that he likes his minions to do is get those magazines and all this stuff with the, the models or they're on the TV or, and uh, they're constantly on display. To, it gets us, to get us so caught up and, and uh, despondent, dismayed about our appearance or our mates and then we start not paying attention to them. Destroying the family. And then to get us overworked and totally exhausted so that there's not any physical in- intimacy with our wives or husbands. But then out on the course of the day, you know, after you've had your rest and your sleep and you're feeling pretty good and all of a sudden you see someone that may draw your attention and draw you into temptation. This is the wiles of the devil. They're so subtle. They're real, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you this stuff because it's real. I'm not making this stuff up. This is things that are biblically spoken of. And they try to drive us into that thing. That you have to remember that Satan is a liar, divider, deceiver, and a destroyer. Anything that he can do that keeps us away from the spiritual and he likes us to uh, also be distracted with self-sufficiency thinking that that we're able to do all these things and we have to remember brother sister we have to recognize that the joy of the lord is our strength and that's where our joy and our strength comes from god not from these material things not the things that we can go out and pursue and tried to work and buy. He's using this to manipulate our thoughts. He also likes to try to intimidate his brothers and sisters, but here's the thing. Remember this. You don't have to be afraid of Satan or his minions. Satan's a pretty powerful critter. He is, indeed. But don't have to fear him. And here's the thing, here's a mistake that a lot of people will make oftentimes, is they think that Satan is opposite of God. Well, that's not true. Because Satan was at one time an angel, not sitting next to God. He wanted to, and he wanted to be as God. But that was impossible because he was an angelic being. So actually, Satan's opposite is Michael the Archangel. See, because Satan used to be an archangel. Lucifer was his angelic name. And he was the angel of light. And the angel, he was the, the lead worshiper. And he could make music without instruments. And he can also deceive and he can create counterfeits that people believe are... Uh, are a good thing, but they're counterfeit, they're not real. It's to deceive. To deceive, to distract, to destroy. That is his purpose. And as many as he can get away from God and going to heaven, 
and not perishing because his desire is to keep us all and as many as he can separated from God, not going to heaven, keep us from Christ and away from our Father. Brothers and sisters, I love you. Don't focus on the enemy, but be aware of the enemy. He is real. And again, I say to any of those that say that they don't want to study about that because it's so dark and so, you know, don't it gives glory to the devil. No, it's not giving glory to the devil. Did you hear me one time during my sharing say glory to Satan or glory to the demons? You didn't hear me one time say that? I'm not about to because it's all about glory to God, my sovereign God, my creator, my Abba Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, Adonai, and any of the others that are on that list, my Rafa, Elohim, Shalom, all of those things that my Father God is. That's my focus. That's my worship. And that's my glory to God in the highest. I pray, brothers and sisters, when you hear me pray over the sharing this word, I always say, Yahweh Aman. What that means, I'll share it in case some of you hadn't heard it before. That means praiseworthy. Aman. Praiseworthy. Amen. So be it. Aman. Praiseworthy. Yahweh Aman. Yahshua. Haman. That's Jesus Christ. Parakritos. Holy Spirit. Haman. They are all praiseworthy. Focus on them. Praise them, pray to them, stay in the word, and stay focused on God our Savior. Brothers and sisters, you have a good night.